This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on a stormy Monday afternoon, August 14th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. We'll take a look at permanent changes coming to the restaurant industry in our next segment. But right now, major retailers are scheduled to issue second quarter results along with an update on consumer trends. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Tom Hudson, financial journalist based in Miami. Tom, thank you for joining us today. The retail biggies report their second quarter earnings this week. What are some of the big players that are reporting, and what can they tell us about the state of the American consumer? There's three big ones, Rob, and each of them are going to give us a little bit of hint into the consumer. Home Depot coming up on Tuesday. Obviously, a real check. Not so much in the kind of the DIY, uh, you know, weekend uh, warrior project kind of idea, but really the contractor. What are we thinking about? What are the contractors? What are homeowners? How are they investing in existing home sales? With with home prices so high uh, and interest rates so high, are folks, um, uh, you know, taking out some home equity perhaps and fixing up uh, the back room, adding an addition on as opposed to looking for a larger home. So Home Depot out on Tuesday. Later in the week, we'll hear from Target. Target's going to be an interesting case. Yeah, it's going to be the overall consumer. But really for Target, it's a special story about the company itself and some decisions it made about merchandise that were the target of boycotts. And we'll see how how powerful some of those boycotts were over the past quarter in terms of eating into uh, Target's earnings uh, and bottom line. And then, of course, Walmart is just the overall consumer trends are folks trading down in this environment looking for perhaps cheaper products to buy, giving up perhaps the branded looking for white label products that uh, that Walmart provides that value for so many Americans. We're talking to financial journalist Tom Hudson based in Miami. What's the street looking for? Are they looking for revenue? Are they looking for profits? Or are they looking at guidance? Well, I think for these three companies, it's about profit and revenue guidance. It's not so much about the current quarter that they'll be, uh, or rather the previous quarter that they'll be reporting, but given how mature these companies are, the enormous footprints that these companies have, and the big insights that they have, and their ability to move quickly to respond to consumer behaviors, it's going to be what does the rest of the year look like with these higher interest rates, uh, with inflation still uncomfortable for so many Americans, uh, what is their expectations on sales and how is that translating to profits for shareholders? And that should dovetail into the uh, retail sales report for the month of July, which uh, could show a little bit of acceleration compared to June. Yeah, looking for a little bit of continued strength. Uh, summertime auto sales, perhaps, is a place to look there. Um, uh, uh, energy prices not necessarily taking a bite out of consumer wallets 
in, in a huge way in July. Food prices have come down a little bit. So some places to look there for the overall retail sales figures later on this week. And the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee minutes from yep. the Fed's July meeting, they will be released this week. That, that's a way you can get inside their head and see what their thinking is uh, about uh, interest rate hikes. Uh, traders obviously looking for uh, more signs of a pause. Looking for a pause, uh, and I think even more so, as Anne uh, just mentioned from Bloomberg, really looking for any hints of an interest rate cut. I don't think they're going to find any hints in the minutes necessarily. Uh, the Federal Reserve, at least the, the leadership, the Board of Governors in Washington, have been very strongly worded comments, uh, not only in the last meeting, but also publicly that they want to squeeze inflation out of this economy entirely. They want to get down to that target rate of 2%, and we're still a ways from there. Tom Hudson, financial journalist based in Miami. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, restaurants changed forever. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. With fast food becoming prohibitively expensive for many lower income people and pressure for patrons to tip, the restaurant industry is seeing some big changes. Let's get a clear picture of what's going on with Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Izzy, thank you for for joining us today. There are many ways in which the restaurant industry had to rapidly evolve because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but as the serious hardcore restrictions uh, fade into the rearview mirror, we're getting a better idea of the present and future of the restaurant business. And Izzy, what does that look like? Well, it certainly looks like, uh, you know, a lot of people won't be comparing McDonald's to uh, a nice restaurant where they say, oh, I could get a burger for a burger, fries and a drink for five dollars. Those days are over. I don't hear anybody saying that restaurants are too expensive or comparing them to McDonald's. So food prices are here to stay. Uh, fast food prices are substantially higher than they have ever been. And that is not going to go away. Uh you're going to find many, many companies coming up with new ways to build restaurants with with much smaller footprints uh, and with many, many less employees. So uh, the pandemic changed the price of food, employees coming to work in the food service industry, and now, you know, the size of buildings that will be built for restaurants in the future. And those are just a few. We're, talk- those changes. We're talking with Izzy Karish, the restaurant coach in Chicago. On the fast food front, there are a lot of contributing factors. Uh, clearly, um, the, uh, the, 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 the just fierce competition for employees uh, has allowed a lot of fast food workers to uh, experience rapid wage growth. Uh, as you point out, uh, it used to be a part-time job for a teenager. Uh, now it's a really good gig that pays pretty well, and there's a signing bonus and this, that, and the other thing. But there also seems to be a bit of an arms race inside the quick service business uh, to go with fresher ingredients, uh, just just the quality of the fast food getting better. And is that contributing to the uh, rapid rise in prices? Uh, that certainly is. I mean, we know that, uh, you know, Subway has gone to a, a whole new program of cutting meat to order and doing more and more things in-house. So you're right. Uh, fast food or quick service is looking for ways to be, compete. It used to all be about speed. Uh, now people are looking at, hey, maybe the customer is concerned about quality, especially since we're starting to increase prices uh, by 30 and 40 percent since uh, since COVID hit. I mean, it's substantial. 
If you are getting into the restaurant business now and you want to rely on the more robust delivery infrastructure that built up because of COVID-19 and you want to have it be a, a, a carryout or delivery business only, how does that impact your bottom line? Where do you save money and where do some of the risks uh, exist? Well, the uh, where you save money certainly is you have far less employees. I've been to a Starbucks in California that has no walk-in. There's no door to get in the building. You can either walk up to a window off the sidewalk or it's drive-through. So, uh, But even though they have many, many less employees than they used to, they don't have to clean the dining room, the bathroom, all the things that they did, uh, they haven't dropped any prices. So the advantage for the owners is prices will remain the same, but their cost will go down. Uh, and then, of course, they have to figure out the delivery piece of it if they're using uh, Uber Eats or some similar service, there is a premium to be paid for that uh, as well. But if you're saving a lot of money on labor, charging the same amount of prices, you might be able to do pretty well with that model. And then very quickly, Izzy, uh, we've talked about uh, tipping fatigue before uh, with the restaurants uh, that you work with or the uh, restaurant tours that you talk to. Are they kind of cutting back on the opportunities for uh, patrons to tip? Well, I think the tipping fatigue is starting to go away. Less places are uh, putting out their tip jar or asking for tips just because they know customers are tired of it. But, Rob, the next big thing to watch for is not the tipping fatigue, but you're going to start to see many restaurants adding additional new charges on your bill, some which say, uh, you know, PPP uh, equipment, some which say employee insurance, I just heard that somebody had so many extra charges built in by the restaurant on their bill that it added $20 to their check. So I'm telling buyer beware, uh, look at your bill very closely because the next big thing is restaurants sneaking some fees in there that you've never seen before. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, a look at what's being called on TikTok girl math as a new way to justify expensive purchases. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Justifying luxury purchases has led to something new called girl math. It's a trend we're seeing on TikTok. Joining us now to explain is Jennifer Waters, Chicago-based business writer. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. What hey, is Rob. what is girl math? And uh, explain how this is not uh, incredibly sexist. <laughs> um, I'll tell you too. This is uh, this is back to what's old is new again. I mean, I was I was doing girl math. You know, it, although we didn't call it that, we didn't have a term for it, but I was doing that in my 20s and 30s when I was you justifying spending a lot of money on, on a purse or a blazer or a dress, and, and then you justify it based on how many times you're going to wear it, where you're going to wear it to, what you're, you know, how long you might have it. And I used to do it by, you know, before fast fashion, that really, it does age me, I guess. But before fast fashion, I would justify it as a quote unquote investment. This is a really nice, expensive blazer. I'm going to wear this a lot for the next few years. Fast fashion, of course, changed all that, but it also lowered the prices. So you could buy more and justify that. But here's the thing about this, Rob, is this girl math is a way to justify making these expensive purchases. 
But the question is, why are you justifying it? And it's because you can't afford it. <laughs> and that's kind of what it boils down to. And, and doesn't it seem like the bigger win, uh, whether it's girl math, boy math, or, or just plain old math, is uh, not trying to amortize uh, a, a, a big ticket <laughs> item on the number of times you use it, but uh, trying to find a way to get it for uh, uh, a, a significant discount over uh, what you can get uh, at the store? Yes. And I've I've looked at some of these TikToks where they explain what the girl math is. And, you know, they say if it's 50 percent off, well, I saved that other 50 percent. Or if I, you know, if I if I buy this on, you know, buy now, pay later kind of thing, I've saved money over the time because I'm not putting it all out at one point. One girl said, you know, I I fill up my my Starbucks card. And and then so throughout the month. I don't have to I don't have to push out money because I've already done it. And so that means it's free. Or if you if you have money in your Venmo and you're paying back somebody for dinner or something, you've got money there. So it's, quote unquote, free. And, you know, another thing that I used to do, too, and still do, actually, is I have a separate travel account that I just, you know, put, you know, 100 to 200 bucks in a month. And then I tap on it when I want to go somewhere. And that and 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 this is part of the whole TikTok culture, too, is that if you bought your ticket to go somewhere months ago when you're going, it's, quote unquote, free because you've already paid for it and you've forgotten about it. And I did have that mentality, still do to a certain extent. You know, Jennifer Waters, you know, one of these days uh, we will uh, talk about a TikTok trend that uh, preaches responsibility. Because if there's one thing I've learned is that if the sentence begins with a trend on TikTok, dot, 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 uh, what follows is usually horrifying. So, Jennifer, thank you for... Jennifer Waters, thank you for joining us today. Chicago-based business writer. Still ahead, it's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get some tips from an investment pro. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station. News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Mayor Brandon Johnson formally introduces Larry Snelling as his choice for Chicago's next police superintendent. As the death toll rises in Hawaii's wildfires, survivors have found places to stay in some hotels. Airlines are looking to add more first class seating as a growing number of flyers appear to be willing to pay the higher fares. Plus, it's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get some tips from an investment pro right now in chicago we have 71 degrees under with a thunderstorm at o'hare rain and thunderstorms continuing throughout the day it's 12:31. topping our news at the half hour about an hour ago mayor brandon johnson formally introduced larry snelling as his choice to become chicago's next police superintendent he's a 30-year veteran who's been the department's counterterrorism chief since last year he emphasized the importance of community input when it comes to policing the, the police department and our community members are not two separate institutions because they can't be. We have to work together by listening and learning from each other. I share the mayor's vision of public safety being supported by the full force 
of government to address root causes of violence to keep our beautiful city safe. Snelling grew up on the South Side, graduated from Englewood High School, holds a bachelor's degree from DePaul. His nomination must now be approved by the city council before he can take command. Officials in Hawaii confirm 96 people have been killed in the wildfires in the island of Maui, and some survivors are now seeking refuge in hotels. Lahaina resident J.P. Mayoga is a cook at the Western Maui Hotel in Kahanapali. Mayoga has been feeding some 200 hotel employees and their families who've been living there since last week's wildfires. We got a lot of food on property. Why let it go to waste? You know, all the coolers, a lot of the coolers were shut down, so that's the food that needs to go out first. Mayoga says it was hard continuing to prepare food while being worried about his girlfriend and their two young daughters in Lahaina. Five, six o'clock comes around, the thick smoke is dark and black and you can you see it, it's, it's across the sky. You start getting anxiety. You start thinking, where's my family? Now his family is staying at the hotel where Mayoga says they have running water, electricity, and phone service. I'm Donna Water. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Uh, markets are higher, at least they are right now. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Tim Grisky, senior portfolio strategist at Ingalls & Snyder based in New York. Of course, it's a very narrow band of trading, but the uh, you could give the Dow is kind of the bouncing ball today. Uh, what's driving that inconsistency? Well, the Dow, uh, Rob. Good afternoon, by the way. Uh, you know, the Dow is really a industrial uh, index. Uh, the its uh, composition is actually very strange. Uh, we don't look at it at all, but it does give you an idea of what's happening in the industrial space uh, over other sectors of the market. I think. You know, today it's a, a large cap growth day. Tech is doing very well, large tech. Uh, it has been a bit oversold over the last couple of weeks. Um, and today we're seeing that reverse, and we think that's uh, going to be, uh, I think, a persistent theme here. Uh, some profit-taking in tech, uh, but over the long term, we think it's going to be the place to be. The big retailers are reporting their second quarter earnings this week, a good uh, barometer of the state of the American consumer. How is that going to move the markets? Well, I think uh, certainly, you know, uh, uh, consumer spending is a big part of our economy, uh, and uh, that the retail sales will be looked at uh, very closely. We see that report, you know, tomorrow. Uh, housing on Wednesday, another, uh, you know, consumer sector, uh, and uh, Fed uh, me- uh, meetings or minutes from the last Fed meeting are also on Wednesday. Uh, so a lot of economic data here uh, and very critical for the market, at least in the short term. I think in the longer term, uh, the focus is on uh, where growth is coming from. Artificial intelligence, AI, uh, has been a big theme here. And we think it will continue to be. What are investors looking for out of the Fed minutes? Because it seems we're at a potential pivot point where maybe, just maybe, the interest rate hikes are over. And the debate now is, do you hold them higher for longer or potentially uh, discuss the merits of a cut? Well, as the Fed keeps telling everybody, uh, it's data dependent. So their moves will depend on the inflation data. Recently, we've seen a little bit of softening uh, in inflation, uh, and anecdotally, there are there are people out there or companies out there that are saying uh, that uh, 
prices are not going up significantly. But uh, we think the Fed will continue to put pressure on interest rates, uh, continue to raise rates, but at a very much a slower pace. And they've indicated this. Uh, we think that's a good environment for the market. We're close to the end of the Fed rate hikes, uh, and that should be very positive. Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist with Ingalls & Snyder, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, more and more Americans want to fly first class. Because money matters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. With some air travelers seeking to treat themselves to flying first class, the airlines are doing what they can to add more premium seats for those willing to pay the higher fares. Joining us to examine this is Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University based in Chicago. Joe, thank you for joining us today. Uh, let's go back to pre-pandemic times. Now, what were the economics of first class for the airline industry? Was the front end of the plane all the road warriors and the people cashing in their upgrade miles? I mean, how many people actually paid cash before COVID to actually fly first class? You know, it's a really good way to describe it. We had the road warriors, uh, uh, we had the super rich and you know, buying first class and, of course, frequent flower points. But uh, it was mostly that select few. I mean, back in 2009, Delta uh, just had 9% of its seats sold as premium. And uh, post-pandemic, it's interesting because suddenly there's huge demand to be up there. And it's not really uh, your road warriors. It's, it's everybody else. And airlines are really cashing in on that. I mean, I took a, a trip to the West Coast a couple of months ago and pricing it out on a large legacy carrier based in Chicago that flies out of O'Hare, wink, um, <laughs> try and guess which one. Uh, I did look at the first class options and I just got, eh, no, can't do it. Um, maybe you'll get the credit card and upgrade that way. But uh, I just couldn't, uh, just couldn't do the math. But a lot of people feel that if you're flying to the West Coast or Europe, uh, that's an expense that's worth it. You know, it is. And I think it's, it's kind of a, uh, a double whammy in some ways for passengers that the back cabin is just filled to the gills, so to speak. And so everybody's elbow to elbow. And if you're in the back, it takes you 15 minutes to get off. Uh, and on top of that, the gap actually between uh, business class and, and uh, economy has shrunk a bit because some of the uh, economy class fares are so high. So we're going to play 450 to go to California. Maybe I should pay 750 and be up front. And uh, we're seeing more of that. So, like Delta expects uh, all three options it has that extra leg room, business class, and then, of, uh, of course, first class uh, to be up, you know, at about 28% uh, of seats sold by next year. And that's, uh, that's a pretty big deal. If more passengers are willing to pay cash for first class, will that eventually result in uh, more competitive pricing up front? It is. So we're already seeing that, that the airlines give you the whole menu of options where you can buy that extra legroom spontaneously when you're checking in for flights. In Europe, for example, people are just so tempted to press yes for the extra $100 for that seat. And, uh, and airlines are now competing uh, on that. And uh, I think uh, without that traditional business traveler, uh, they have to be a little bit more uh, uh, clever in making uh, making people bite, so to speak, to uh, pay that extra three four hundred dollars for domestic tickets. Uh, but I tell you, as, as people get fed up with the experience uh, in the back, 
uh, we're seeing, um, you know, the people treat themselves to this, and that's uh, that's a bit of good news for the airlines. Twenty years ago, the late great AirTran had this upgrade option where you can go into business class for maybe an extra hundred bucks. Uh, is that the future of airline travel, where maybe you can spend an extra two hundred bucks to get into first class as opposed to a thousand? Well, it, it is certainly uh, the first class we're seeing uh, on some airlines. They're they're pretty good about. Um, not uh, making it uneconomic for them because they clearly people mostly want the extra leg room and uh, some of the old days where you got uh, uh, steak dinners and lobster and stuff up front doesn't seem the direction they're going people just want a civilized <laughs> experience when they get there so americans rolling out uh, later this year this new business class product that's going to have uh, doors that close, and you're kind of your own little cube where you're sort of separated from the world. You don't have a ton of room in there, but you feel like you're uh, away from the madness. And I think that's the direction airlines are going. Uh, Joe Schwederman, hey, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. And still to come, we'll get some stock tips from an investment pro. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Stock Picker Monday. And joining us with a pair of investment ideas uh, is Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, two selections today, including the first one, which uh, uh, get your bell rung. That's right. Uh, bell ring is the name of the of the company. So very good for you. Bell ring makes uh, nutritional products primarily. So premier uh, protein people might be familiar with ready to drink uh, shakes and then dimatizes powder protein. Um, we like the company for a couple of reasons. The first of all is only about 1% of what we spend today is on nutritionals in the United States. So we think that they've got tremendous growth going forward. Uh, they are taking share. They had a very good quarter in the most recent quarter that they posted. And Bellring uh, anticipates increasing its production capacity by 20% next year. So we like the growth of the business as a whole and the growth that Bellring has with its increased capacity. And the ticker symbol is BRBR, and your next selection uh, comes from the energy sector. That's right. That's Pioneer Natural Resources. They are an oil and gas firm based in the United States, so we like the safety of a U.S. Uh, oil company, not obviously involved in, in areas that are seeing war or under the thumb, perhaps, of OPEC. Um, the company's most recent quarter was better than expected with growth, production growth higher than what uh, Wall Street expected, and as important, uh, costs, spending was lower than expected. So, as you can imagine, better profitability. One of the changes that we particularly like about Pioneer is that it is giving back to shareholders uh, its its profits, 75% of its free cash flow, it's giving back to shareholders. So we like that change in approach. 
on the part of Pioneer's management. Over the last year, just the uh, international oil market in general, you've seen a, a, a massive run-up in prices and then uh, a sell-off with the uh, you know, price per barrel even in the 60s at some points. Right. And now we're watching a take-off again. So what are some things you need to know if you're trying to get into the oil and gas business as an investor for the first time? Well, I mean, although it's it's difficult to predict, you have to look at what uh, OPEC is doing because OPEC remains the swing producer. Uh, the regulatory environment in the United States is also important. Uh, some people are more favorable to drilling, some less so. Uh, and then obviously the transition, which we believe will take a considerable amount of time from hydro carbons, so oil, natural gas, coal, to cleaner energy and what that implies for the demand for oil going forward. Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. His selections this week, Bell Ring Brands, BRBR, and Pioneer Natural Resources Company, PXD. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.